Welcome to the Longest Stride podcast. Each week, we bring you engaging conversations with the global running community. We interview community builders and leaders and the incredible runners who inspire us all. We're by runners for runners. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Greenwald and Andre Morgan. Welcome to the Longest Stride. Dre and I are all about community, and we started this podcast to connect with the global running community. There was once a time we knew all the running crews in the Toronto running community, but every now and then, a new crew seems to appear out of nowhere, and it's as if we're discovering the running community all over again. One such crew is a pack of fierce, fast, and only slightly ferocious runners. And we're fortunate to have two members of this dominating species join us on the podcast. Please welcome Jonathan and Paul from the Wolfpack Run Club to the pod. Yeah, that's John. I know this is a that's, podcast, but yeah. it deserves some clap. We're, it's, we're it's, clapping. It that, clap. that, is, that, is how you, that is how you bring the energy to start a podcast. Oh, you Paul guys have I, the energy. Paul and I are, are sitting up on our chairs right now or in our, in our kiddie pools. We are, we, are ready to, we are ready to go. I wish y'all could see this. I wish y'all could see this. <laughs> I'm posting this story today. I know this won't drop until like probably Thursday or so, but dropping it today because yep. there's a vibe right now. There's a vibe. Oh man, it's a Sunday energy. I'll tell you that. Sunday energy is intense. I love it. You got All it. right, cool. Let's get into it. I got the first question. Who's John and um, how was your upbringing uh, during running? For sure. So so, so John is me. Um, I am I am one of the one of the members of the Wolf Pack and a proud... Uh, Toronto runner. Uh, I, I grew up just a little bit outside the city in Markham um, and was uh, was raised by two avid running parents. Both my mom and my dad are very active runners in the in, in the GTA running community, um, and they kind of raised me partially uh, by force to to jump into the running scene. Um, I was coerced in a, in a way to to join the cross country team from grade one, and and at some point, I guess I started to like it because I've. Uh, I've continued to do it, you know, some 20 years later. And um, a couple of years ago, moving downtown, uh, joined up with the Black Toe Run Club, which is where uh, all of our wolves were were united. And we kind of got into this this weird little cult-like experience of, uh, of pushing each other, uh, kind of beaking at each other, and um, and having a little bit of fun while we're while we're doing it. And I'm sure we'll talk uh, a lot about that in the in the coming hour. It's exciting, Paul. You're next. Who's yeah, Paul? Yeah, for sure. I am the one they call Paul. Um, also sat <laughs> up on Bloor Street in a kiddie pool. Um, we, we may be a little separated, crazy. but in, we're, we're together in more ways than one right now. Mine's a little different, but kind of similar to like many other runners. Um, I didn't run specifically, but in other sports, I, I was playing soccer, hockey to another extent, working the legs a bit, getting like those just basic miles into the legs. I didn't know I wanted to run until maybe in university sometime when I would go out for the odd run and just, just see how far I could get. And that's kind of how it started. No watch, um, just my whatever running shoes I probably had. Um, went out, found out how much distance there was. I went, you know, 5K today, went 4K, turned around, went back, slowly got into it. I guess, you know what? I did do one race in grade eight. Um, I was told at the track and field day to do the 800 at, uh, I think it was a Bradford High School. So maybe we'll try to pull pull that time, but I don't think it was anything too special. But that's that's kind of my my running background, similar to maybe some other other runners out there with the soccer. John, uh, you touched on something a little bit was the um, with black toe running. So 
we all know Bakhto. We know they've got a, a really great race team. How did you all gravitate together? What was it that, that kind of brought you all together? For sure, yeah. And this is probably as, as good of a time as any for Paul and I to do what we hate to do and share the spotlight with the other three members of, of the Wolf Pack, <laughs> who are all indeed, all, all five of us, all uh, proud, current, and forever members of the Black Toe Run Club. Um, so it's Paul and myself, it's Kyle Stolles, uh, it's Alex DeRoche, and it's Dan Bagley. Um, and so the, the five of us are kind of the, the core or founding members, I suppose, of, uh, of, our, of our little run club. And, and like you alluded to, yeah, we all kind of met each other through running on Tuesday nights at Black Toe Run Club. We all kind of, I guess at some point, running the same pace. Uh, we were all kind of joined by a common competitive spirit. We like to have fun. We like to push ourselves. A lot of us, uh, or all of us actually kind of came from other competitive sports. Um, and so we brought, I think, some of that familiar competitive energy to, to running and, and kind of just found uh, that it really made all of us perform a lot better, both kind of because we wanted to stay at pace with each other, but also we were afraid of the ridicule that comes with, uh, with, uh, with getting, uh, you know, having a bad race here or there and then, uh, and, and, and Paul kind of digging into one of us or something. So, uh, it's uh, it's 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 good vibes, and we all uh, we all started off in Black Toe. We're still with Black Toe, but then I guess the Wolfpack movement kind of just became a a, a movement or a group within a within an established club um, where we we kind of have this common uh, common you know thread between us, and we like to to do activities, do team events and competitions um, as a as a smaller group um, and kind of work uh, work in the Toronto community uh, with a little bit of a brand around our name as well. Yeah, I love that approach of you do something recreationally and here you are where the common analogy was the fact that you all did the same um, run club and also train out of the uh, black toe facilities as well. But being able to like do something that you could control with the same people with the same energy and, and that always goes well because you have no real restriction. Like you kind of, you know, use running as a vessel, but then be able to have the similar jokes or the similar plans or just make up something. I want to know what was that actual um, breaking point that made it so that, hey, we should get together and be a crew. Like, what was that thing? Was it, you know, the logo? Was it a sit down conversation? Was it a joke or a, a bet? Yeah. So for us, I think it was kind of maybe, I mean, maybe an amalgamation of all of them, kind of. But as John said, it is kind of a club within a club. Um, we just happened to be a similar pace and started running with each other. And then from there, we just kind of wanted to further connect because we, Black Toe is a pretty big club. And with the five of us running every Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, whenever we're going, we wanted to kind of connect with the larger running community in Toronto. And I think this was kind of a way to do it. Although when we kind of created this like wolf pack, um, however that came to be, it was kind of a tool that we didn't realize to connect with others in the running community. And I mean, for one, now we're, we're on this podcast on the longest stride and then it's kind of it's kind of cool connecting with others that we might have not connected with um if we didn't uh joke around when we we're doing some splits maybe talk a little too much and uh um joke a little too much as well yeah and you know what running with black toe and and maybe paul we'll start with you, you there's so many inspiring runners there from eric eric bang is a coach and phaedra and just everybody that runs with black toe is yeah. uh is is really inspiring i love him crushing out there james Ritchie is one of my one of my favorite guys out uh and black toe he's a, he's a he's a gem so where else are you pulling inspiration from i know black toe is a big part of kind of your your running movement and uh, i imagine you pull some imp- inspiration from them when you uh set off on your own but like where else are you pulling inspiration from yeah for sure i mean 
it's pretty easy, like you said, to kind of sort to reiterate, but it is um, all those people that we do run with and that are in our kind of like closer community, um, just kind of times they're putting up. Somebody that kind of joined our pace group specifically, um, Tyler Hamilton, who I want, I'm going to try to say the time, I think it was 227 and change in Berlin. Sorry, Tyler, if I, if I either added some and you're welcome if I took some away. Um, but stuff like that is kind of a really a cool, you know, not that saying we're going to run two, sub 230, but it's great to kind of just see that you can push yourself and get more out of yourself um, than you think you can. And I mean, that's all I think running is for us as well. Um, just to kind of push yourself no matter what your times are, but to get out there and kind of do something you think you might be able to not do and just kind of keep raising that bar. Um, and then eventually you kind of look back and go, oh, I mean, I almost swore, but I'm getting hyped up, guys. But uh, you go, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. And then you kind of feed off your teammates as well. So kind of in our local community, there's a lot of people. But also, I mean, in the larger community as well, um, there's some pro clubs out there um, that you kind of are seeing on Instagram more. And I know we kind of um, alluded to it off air, but some clubs that are really hyping up the sport of running, making it a little more exciting. Um, not that it isn't already exciting, but just giving it some extra buzz that I think it kind of missed. And I think over um, the last year and with COVID regulations and all that, um, there has been some kind of interesting stuff coming out just because people had to spice it up, do a couple different things. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the trials and miles kind of series down in the States to get, help people get uh, Olympic standards. And um, that's kind of been interesting to kind of widen the range and make it public and accessible for people. I know like historically, it's been hard to kind of follow runners because we're kind of odd little creatures that get away, go for training camp, you know, depending on how, how good you are, or we just stay in our, our little cities here, but kind of lose them. And then you find out, you know, a week before, a couple of days before that they're going to race. And then you kind of go, okay, do I have a subscription package or something like that? Um, so for us, we're just trying to feed off of some things that other people and other clubs have done and just make it accessible. And I mean, our times aren't anything crazy, but I think they're, they are fairly accessible to many runners out there. So it's just kind of promoting ourselves, saying, hey, go out there, get it done, see kind of what you can do. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you went on a little bit about the fact that the club is accessible. Uh, can anyone join? Yeah, so anybody can join. We, we're kind of like the club, in, like the club within a club. So running with Black Toe, anybody can join Black Toe. Um, join us on a Tuesday, Friday night with that with membership there. And then from there, you kind of get put into your little pace group wherever you fit in. And that's kind of how we became the five of us is that exactly. Mike and Maya over at Black Toe um, putting us in this little pace group. Us getting along, trying to outkick each other in the last rep. So yeah, anybody anybody can join that if that's what they're if they're interested in. I just want to be part of that club program, be a club and then join Wolfpack directly. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, wait, can you just, I just want to maybe elaborate on this a bit, Paul. So when you say any, anyone can join, like you guys, you're known, like there's four, I think four, four or five of you, which are like the runners, like the, on your Instagram page, like stories, like you're the guys that are like dropping the times and yeah. So is that a different level? Like, are you recruiting for that space? When you say anyone could join us, most run crews in Toronto say, yeah, you know what? Hop in. Like my run, like I run with Unleashed and they're like, you know what? You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, a coached crew. So you're part of uh, Dev's coaching program, but he has drop-ins on like Tuesdays or sometimes Saturdays. I think before COVID the drop-ins were Friday, but yeah, on the Tuesday, that's the, the coach program, but anybody can dro drop in. And we try to make it a little more accessible. And pre-COVID, it was a little easier. Um, and yeah, our course. group kind of started just before COVID. 
um, before we really started getting some traction and doing some events. And now we have some upcoming events that kind of may, we don't, we haven't talked to the group too much about it, um, but maybe we can give out some quick spoilers of stuff John and I are thinking of, but things like um, maybe the Croc 5K, the Birkenstock 5K, that kind of creates an even playing field. It's not just about the legs, it's also about, you know, the amount of body glide you can slather on those feet, you know, where you're running it and stuff like that when we can actually run in person again. And also maybe like a little beer mile action coming up. We'll see. Um, but stuff like that to kind of bring the larger community in. So those might not run with us on Tuesday can run with us um, on different events that we're planning, hoping that can go on soon enough. Yeah, I dig that because part of it is that you don't take yourself too serious, but as a result of running around in different uh, themed events, you then get, you know, you can get faster. You know, you might be training on a schedule, but yet still find time to um, organize events or even just as a group bringing together uh, just fun stuff. And then that makes it a little bit more, more fun <laughs> than it is this like training. Exactly. I mean, that's where the fun is for me and maybe John as well and some of the other guys on the team. But the, this, it's really about the banter, isn't it? You know, maybe it's not about the times as much as beating your friends. Um, and those are the events that kind of, you know, you might not be the fastest in the half marathon or the, the full marathon, but if you take down that Croc 5k, isn't that all that matters? Sometimes it is, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome though. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but it's awesome. <laughs> that's a, that's a distance. It is a distance. I want to see you guys do like a 5k in a kiddie pool, just going around in that like two meters pool just in circles oh, with, with it on or something no just running around in circles you in see i don't think pool. the gps could pick up such a small space i've heard i heard a lot of backyard Good races point. and stuff and i don't believe unless there are some on some watch companies out there that maybe want to get in touch for a possible a possible deal we can maybe have a little sponsor and show off some of those that new watch technology oh, and maybe just shout out to chorus <laughs> they are accessible i don't know i, I i'm like messing you up AJG. <laughs> No, it's all good. Shout out to Garmin, no, too. No, 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 we're not sponsored. <laughs> I didn't want to start a fight, guys. No, no, I, no, no. I, I was, I was. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, John, so you guys have mentioned fun and, and stuff a few times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a little bit of tension here because I've been thinking about this as you're speaking, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this really well, but we're going to try. When I think of running as a sport, unless it's like the Olympics and people are watching like 200 meters, 100 meter relay. It's really difficult to be a, a sports fan of running and not like be a runner. A lot of running fans are runners. We're runners. So we're fans of you. We're fans of like all the crews in Toronto. We're fans of like the people that are just out there grinding and just like, you know, couch to 5Kers, the people that are three hour, four hour marathons one day and the next day they're a, a 258. We're fans of, of runners, right? And the point is that it's, I don't know if running's ever gonna get to a point where people are like, what are you doing tomorrow? You going to TFC match? No, 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 no. I'm going down to Scotia. I want to watch a marathon. Like, I don't know if we're ever gonna get to that point with running. But what I do like is that as runners, we find ways to like make things exciting for other runners and push other runners and make this game, the sport, if interesting and different for other runners. You guys are doing that. You're not only like absolutely crushing it out there in your in your runs virtual for now but uh you're bringing like a level of energy that we don't see a lot of in in a gta so was that something when you thought about doing this is that something that was one of your like main like mission statements is like grind but have fun grind grind and have fun like you might have to trademark that real quick because we, we, we've been looking for a permanent bio and that might be uh 
that might be a, a hot contender because that's <laughs> that's kind of exactly uh, what we stand for or what we're trying to. I think what you're saying is is totally accurate. I mean, like you have to grow the sport, right? Like running is such a widely participated in um, activity that has such disproportionately small following at the professional level. And I mean, you know, you can look at that in a number of different ways. Maybe there's, you know, incentive, you know, a lack of incentive to kind of be a personality on the Diamond League World Circuit. Maybe, you know, you, you don't often get these guys like, you know, a Mo Farah that wins the gold medal and then starts doing sit-ups at the finish line to kind of flex on his competitors. And, you know, these things are polarizing, right? I mean, not everybody likes to see that kind of stuff at the professional level, but, you know, it gets people talking about it. It gets people, you know, mentioning the sport, uh, you know, to go back to one of every, every runner's hero is, uh, you know, Steve Prefontaine, guy from the seventies, you know, big mustache, big personality. And he really grew the sport, right? I mean, he laid down a lot of the, the groundwork for, uh, for guys like, uh, you know, a Craig Angles, uh, you know, one of Paul's uh, favorites slash, uh, I guess we'll call him a rival of some sort. Uh, you know, and, and these guys really um, draw people who don't maybe pay attention to running into the sport by kind of uh, being a little bit more colorful in their interviews and being a little bit more interesting to follow on social media. And I think if you're a real you know, fan of, of running, it's exciting to see stuff like that, right? It's exciting to see stuff like that because you normally might think of running as just kind of a sport where people run really fast and the cameras go off and then there's nothing else to kind of talk about um, except for the fact that they're amazing and they achieve all these, these great things. But I totally think that, um, you know, growing interest in the sport, growing kind of awareness of competitive events, we try to profile when Canadian um, Olympians or Canadian elite runners are, are kind of um, in the middle of, of uh, big events, like just this past week, you know, where we saw, um, you know, Muhammad Ahmed, Justin Knight, you know, taking on uh, Joshua Cheptegei in a 5,000. And, yep. you know, a lot of people didn't didn't know that that was even happening. And then two Canadians broke uh, the 13-minute barrier, and no American's ever done that. And there's such a small, sad number of people that would actually be able to appreciate how crazy that is, even runners, right? So we really want, you know, as, as, as wacky as we try to be. And I mean, like Paul said, our times are maybe, you know, good for our, our own selves, but, you know, we're, we're not, we're not at the elite level, but we, we like to try to direct people to the elite people at this, at, you know, in the Canadian, um, especially uh, circuit that are, that are just doing unbelievable things because it could be so much more uh, popular than it is. You make a great point there. And I think it will take for us to approach it in just like you're doing it as a group, but also the fact that you're highlighting this, but you know, we talk about the fact that running can be uh, boring as a spectator because you don't see the entirety of it. But if you're able to share that because the smaller crits that happens in the States, they'll, you know, do a YouTube live, you know, if you can't physically make it out there, but uh, there is something different when they do it in the States, even us, we appreciate it more. For some odd reason and in our backyard we have people who are just as fast or even faster but it, it's not recognized as the same thing and we run on the same um, flat ground or earth the same distances there's no measure the measurement might be miles and kilometers but again there's an equivalency but uh the points you've made about just um not doing certain things to to prop up our own you know it's not even about instagram followers you know um the fact that there's a historic moment of canadians breaking the 30 minute barrier on a 5k that's 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 amazing you know what i mean but again if you're not an elite even then you would still recognize when an american do it right so why not a canadian so don't count us out and that's just my advice to anyone that's even listening right now 
But I mean, as I feel like, I mean, making a broad statement, but I feel like as Canadians, we have to do a better job at building each other up when we see accomplishments at whatever level. Um, so, you know, whether it's one of your friends that just put down a sweet new time, uh, you know, virtual or not down on, on the waterfront or wherever they may be, or, you know, down in the States, in Canada, the elite track race and track meet, build those up. And that's kind of what we try to do over on our Instagram is kind of highlight some of those as best we can. So that's, I think we got to do a better job at, at that. Okay, so we're talking about uplifting other runners, and we're doing a lot of that in Toronto. You're all doing uh, uplifting each other, and uh, you've had a number of runners come out and, and join you and, and crushing it, and you've been uh, kind of uplifting them as well. And we love that stuff, and that, that's what it's all about. And uh, just how you're interacting with everybody, we, we love that all too. I want to kind of switch it up a little bit. I want to talk into like your training, because it's not all – uh, fun and games. It's not all kind of memes and just uh, kiddie pools and and Hawaiian shirts. I can't wait for this video to come out. Kiddie pools. Are, it's <laughs> it's it's also you're also working hard. You really are. You're working hard. So let's be serious for a second here, okay? You guys are grinding. So where are you pulling that from? Like, are you who's like helping you with those plans? Do you have experience with that? Or are you just making it up as you go? But what is helping you compete at the levels that you're competing at? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is a grind. It's not. It's not all fun and games and Hawaiian shirts that we often wish it was. But I, I mean, we we definitely um, have come as a group and individually so far since we started with Black Toe, right? I mean, we uh, kind of all came from a place of running maybe recreationally and not having a lot of structure. Uh, to really having these 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 really kind of concrete programs, and now you know most of us are running six seven days a week, and so it it is a lot of work, and it involves a lot of a lot of mileage, a lot of recovery, and a lot of support, uh, kind of from our from our coaches and our from our our teammates and and the the community as well. So you know to to say like to you know Phaedra Kennedy, who's one of the you know the coaches and main coaches at Black Toe, you know putting together these these programs, and then on Tuesday nights we're in. You know, Mike uh, Anderson, who's obviously the founder of, uh, you know, him and Maya are the founders of Black Toe. And, and to be in his group with Tyler Hamilton, who Paul Manchin mentioned, who's, you know, really kind of overseeing our workouts. Uh, you know, it, it's helped us, helped us come such a long way um, in, as far as, uh, you know, our individual kind of progress in the sport uh, to, to get to the level that we're at now. Um, you know, we got a long way to go, but we're pretty damn proud of. But it is, it is funny because there's this kind of element of, uh, you know, everyone kind of hits their stride at different times. And that's the interesting thing about running, right? Is people, you know, plateau at different times and then people kind of hit these points of extreme uh, progress and growth at different times. And I'll, and I'll, I'll kind of say this with Paul on the line and I'll, I'll tell him, you know, we're all pretty amazed by the progress this guy's had over the past year. Uh, you know, for a long time, you know, Paul and I were kind of neck and neck chasing down uh, Kyle, who was kind of our de facto leader, him and Dan before Dan's uh, injury. And, uh, you know, no shade to Alex. He's right there with us, too. But in the last year, you know, Paul is a great example. And I, it pains me to say this. It pains me so much. He's a great example of, of, you know, putting in that work, you know, staying consistent and going to throw out some times here. You know, he's gone from kind of like a one low 120s half marathon to a 113 uh, in a virtual context, you know, which is crazy. And and keeps me up at night, quite frankly. And he, you know, in, in the marathon, you know, we're all looking to break three. Paul and I had a famous attempt at breaking three at the Scotia Marathon that didn't exactly go to plan, but uh, you know, but learned from that. And and my God, you know, the guy goes out and runs uh, in the low two forties this uh, this past year in a in a virtual run. So I think you know that piece as well. Like uh, you know, seeing that you know maybe 
maybe it's not your year. Maybe you need to kind of put in some more grunt work. You need to kind of get more experience and, in, in, uh, you know, in, in coming up short on a marathon, but, but to see your teammates really kind of excel in, in those moments, it makes you, you know, you buy into the process a lot, right? You buy into the process. You know that if you stay consistent, if you can stay healthy, you know, if you can keep supporting other people and, and kind of, you know, giving back in a way that keeps you engaged in the sport, uh, you see these just crazy breakthrough years. And, um, and I'm, I'm going to stop stroking Paul's ego now, but it's, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's had a great year. And I think uh, all of us and, uh, you know, and the crew are, pr- are pretty, uh, pretty fired up by what we've seen uh, over the last, uh, the last 365, especially in a time when it's been pretty, pretty tough to, to stay with your training regimen, uh, given, you know, all that's going on in the world. Yeah. And I'm happy you brought up the fact that um, you weren't always in a space where you're all able to do, you know, better than average uh, pace and better than average speed and finishing times. So for anyone that is aspiring to become a, a faster runner, those tips are the fact that you are among people that were faster than you and it, by rubbing shoulders with them and they, you know, you kind of see what they're doing on a daily basis or, or maybe just on the Tuesdays when you go out. But just having that association let you decipher this mystery of trying to become a faster runner. And just by being in the same group uh, occasionally, and then you, you realize that you may have to just actually run more. And Paul didn't get those numbers with just um, uh, actually just trying on different Crocs. He like run. <laughs> so the hard work, as Jonathan said. A hard work, but we also haven't had him pee in a cup in a while to, uh, to, to do uh, Test some ru- routine testing and, and, and quite some time. So I, I, I tell our, our listeners to take this all with a grain of salt. And that this is all pending um, a very, very comprehensive uh, r- review from Pound over in Montreal to make sure that this is uh, this is all uh, this is all uh, you know above above the belt. Yeah, yeah. Just do it randomly. You won't know. Just you have to just show up and then like boom. Uh, That's right. But yeah, no, I, I love the fact that just this there's still comedy. There's still uh, just a vibe amongst everyone there because that alone is it makes you want to go out because you're just hanging out with your buddies. I, I keep saying this yeah. when you go to a run group, it's like I'm going to see friends. It's not even about the run. That's a, a good way to to connect. But just the fact that you made friends uh, along the way that makes it much more uh, interesting to even get out there. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I I, I think um, one of the things that uh, you know, keeps us all going is, you know, especially over the past year where there's been restrictions on the number of people that you can kind of be with at once, right? So you don't have that 100 person run club to kind of, uh, you know, motivate you to get out there every day, at least, you know, not in person. Um, but, you know, having that close group of runners, and this certainly isn't just a wolf pack thing, it's, you know, anyone that's kind of identified with people, you know, chasing similar goals, chasing similar uh, accomplishments, um, you know, is, is has experience with, uh, but there's, there's kind of one story I'll share that kind of um, you know, gives a good uh, example of this is we we were uh, reached out to by a, a group uh, called ISO Run Club um, from the UK, and this was about a month ago. And anyone who follows our uh, our Instagram might remember that we got up at 5 a.m. to run a 10 mile race uh, for no apparent reason. And the apparent reason was because this really cool group, uh, yeah, it was ISO Run Club putting on a 10 mile race called ISO Race. Uh, it was the third iteration that they'd done. And they have uh, you know, celebrity ambassadors like Mo Farah, for example, that that are kind of on this uh, program. And basically, it's it's all about, you know, we're going to be the, the the central force in the in the virtual run kind of, uh, you know, atmosphere. And we're going to be we're going to be the, the ones that do this bigger than anyone. And, and so they had, you know, hundreds of participants from all around the world 
but it was a synchronized start at 5 a.m. our time. So it was 10, uh, I think 10 a.m. British time, but it was 5 a.m. our time. So we were getting up. I'm walking over to, to go do this, uh, you know, this, this race and I'm, I'm doing an Instagram live and I'm, you know, wiping the, you know, wiping the, the sleep out of my eyes. And it was, uh, it was a crazy, but I remember just when I first posted, like, you know, guys, like uh, I've got this crazy uh, idea of, of doing this run that we've been, you know, reached out to, to go do. And, you know, Paul was just like, hell yeah, you know, like, let's do this thing. You know, and none of us have a 10 mile PV, like, let's, let's go do this. Sounds crazy. Let's get crop tops, uh, which, you know, shout which out means to, to Sid as well. Our, our, our... Which means it's a guaranteed PB. So that's why I was up for it. I said, that's a one more PB yeah. I can throw up on Strava, yeah. hype myself up, hype, hype everybody up. So I was, I'm for sure I'm going to be in. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Our following went up, you know, substantially after, after Paul put on that crop top, probably one of the most, the most retweeted or re reshared uh, things was Paul uh, just talking utter nonsense during about the seventh or eighth mile of, of that race. Uh, I think that that's where he derives his power is, is just kind of uh, trash talk uh, in the middle of races. But that was a great example of just an event that we had, you know, really no reason to, to necessarily want to do. I mean, it's at kind of a ridiculous time in the morning and we're all kind of uh, between builds. We don't really know what we're doing, but, but that's just kind of what makes it fun is doing this, you know, bit of a crazy stunt early in the morning, put on some funny clothes, we had some great, uh, you know, supporters come out as well. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to to Sid as yeah. well, who uh, who competed and and uh, finished second overall. Just uh, just missed out on the gold by a, a couple of seconds, but uh, finished in the money. And so uh, and shout out to our, uh, our our Wolfpack member from Kenya, Simon, who uh, who made his Wolfpack debut as well. He's uh, the one that makes these funky, cool bracelets that Paul and I are both wearing yeah. uh, that you can buy at Black Toe, and he's a uh, He's a pretty fast guy, uh, to say the least. So, uh, so yeah, it's just these little kind of events that we manage to to find, put together, or or be a part of, and it just keeps everything interesting, especially during a time when there's not a lot of traditional racing going on. What did uh, Craig Engels think of your crop top, Paul? Without going back into the DM, I think it was something along the. I I asked him. I mean, there was some trash talking during the race as well, um, which might have been a little glossed over. Um, but he thought the crop top maybe needed a little a extra length. Um, but to Craig, I asked, then is it a crop top? If Craig wants him, wants me in a normal shirt, it, it just doesn't have the same vibe at 5 a.m., right? So you got to make sure it can't be too much. It can't be too cropped. I'm not quite sure. No such thing. Yeah. <laughs> and in that same post uh, with the crop top, if anyone wants to see Paul cranking out, you know, 11K of a 16K race going full steam and having and having a casual conversation Station, with yep. whoever's recording like yeah that that that'll piss the average runner off real quick i mean not Putting even not even the average way. not even the average runner not i don't uh, i don't know see i think we had a poll on the instagram as well whether that helps my time or hurts it um the majority of people thought when with went with hurt um and thought you know what that paul hard to know stop talking but i think i hard think to know a little hype up. Yeah, it's hard to know because I don't stop talking on those runs, right? So uh, will we know? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I like to hype myself up. And you, you mentioned how the average runner might might not like it. Some of the other Wolfpack members don't like it. Um, in workouts, I like I like a chat. In races, if I'm feeling okay and we're going the same pace, I may, I may try to flex a bit and just have some casual conversation about, you know, the latest Taylor Swift song, um, something I saw on the bike ride down to the waterfront. Or maybe something I saw from Kyle's Instagram the previous week. So we we try to keep it fun. Oh yeah, I mean, I I would even dare to say like 
there was a moment in one of our 5K uh, time trials where, where Paul and Kyle actually physically came to together, not knowing exactly where the turn was. And there, there was a physical altercation between the two of them. And I remember Paul just giving me this look like, this guy, eh? like this guy, and proceeding to absolutely outkick and destroy Kyle. So, I mean, uh, that, was, that was one of the marquee moments. Uh, I had a good view of it fading back about a, a minute or two into the distance, but uh, I had a great spectator uh, sight on, on what was happening. And that was that was that was uh, you know one of the more physical altercations I've seen in a, in a distance running event. A, fr- a friendly one. It was just a little bit of rub and bub racing. Nah. You know, a little bit of rubbing. It, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, where other spectators aren't submerging it. And here's in a way you've shown that that someone could be right beside you and making it entertaining. You you could have just been running your your distance and someone riding behind you just filming you running. All right, cool. But you're not saying anything. But it's it's this like wrestler approach where you you have to trash talk and then that you know motivates uh, uh anyone else that want to catch up, I'm sure. But uh yeah, I I I think it's it's jokes all, all the way around. Tell us about um Carl Stoley's shirtless approach to the whole thing cuz that's what kick off the whole idea of even trying to do anything just scandalous oh geez i think paul should take this one i see i i recall i think this was fairly early wolf pack not to make it too toronto centric but maybe to to set the scene to set the table per se we like to do um some i think it's, it's a, just over a mile over at maryland bell in toronto it's right along the waterfront it's a nice gradual loop with a, like maybe the slightest hill um but when you're moving it feels it feels pretty pretty hilly but i think when it the slightest heat comes out um, so does Kyle's shirt that just flies off during the workout. Um, and back in the day, that, I think that was I think that was Kyle's superpower. Some people have the cape, you know, but Kyle Kyle had that shirt. So when he when he runs around the coach for that last rep or the last second the second last rep, that shirt's coming off. It's going in the grass, and he's he's turning on the juice. So I think that's kind of where the that kind of rivalry, the off the like out of the running sphere started. Um, trying to make things fun, maybe bring out a crop top here or there, and kind of spice up the other aspects of the run as well. And that kind of translates into like little races that we do or thing, or like pre pre uh, race hype up that when we're, we're putting out maybe some posters um, in the shape, you, you mentioned wrestling. We try to do some, maybe like some wrestling um, hype up, whether it's whoever's racing um, and then have whoever else on the bike, you know, it's kind of a, a all team, all hands on deck kind of atmosphere where we try to get everybody involved somehow and try to hype it up and hype ourselves up in the meantime, um, the best we can. Yeah, I want to I want to touch on something that Dre kind of mentioned before and just a bit of a theme for the last few minutes that we've been speaking. There, you know, there are people that feel like, you know, I can't run with a run crew. It's just like either I just whatever it may be. It could be a million different reasons, social anxiety, just I don't feel like, you know, maybe I'm good enough. Sometimes it's, you know, I just like to do my own thing. Like I, I'm, I can rattle off probably a hundred reasons why people don't want to run with run crews, but for anyone that is thinking, like, if I were thinking about it, what are the advantages? No, it's one of them's not, you know, don't worry. You'll, you'll be taking your shirt off at one point. And you run. No, <laughs> one, one of them is that there's always going to be someone that pushes you outside of your comfort zone when you're running. And that is going to make you a better runner without you probably even thinking about yeah. it. Cause you know what? We all follow training plans. We can follow the same training plans to a T. One of us could be just inherently faster, just a better runner. But that could pull the other person a little bit, and that person could ultimately become, I won't say as fast, maybe sometimes faster, maybe faster than they thought they would have been 
because now they're grinding with someone that pushes them a little bit further. And that's what happened to me to just like real quick. Yeah. When I first started running, I made mm-hmm. up my own plans. I downloaded my Hal Higdon plans. I was like, this is cool. I had no reference. I had no reference. I ran by myself. And then I met a few friends. Someone introduced me to like my first ever like run cruise, like a bunch of guys that, sorry, a bunch of, uh, it was, it was everybody. It was a bunch of different people that ran to breakfast. They ran and then they finished in, um, someplace on the West end and, and, uh, and we had breakfast and, I know reference point, but there was someone that that I met there and he, he ran Boston or he was running, he was about to run Boston. I was like, Boston, like how the heck do you get into Boston? And I, and I used to run with him like behind him. And then each week I'd get like closer, 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 closer until I'm like at some point running right next to him. That's, that's the part of run crews that you don't put like wrap your head around yeah. is when you're running, you, you, you're going to sometimes gravitate towards someone who's like turning over a little bit quicker. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're like, where'd this come from? So that's what I really like about, I know we've been making a lot of jokes lately, but you guys are actually pushing each other, which is something remarkable. I mean, I think it's also, um, as runners, we get tied to times, paces, we're looking at our watch. Um, but some things that just like your any day run crew um, and kind of something that I think we should also kind of take a step back and look at it um, is, you know, put, if you have your watch, great. If you don't, great. You know, put it on the time. Don't look at it. When you're running with people, it kind of you kind of set a mental limiter going, OK, you know what? I can't run whatever pace this is. Right. But maybe it's not as hard, but we, mentally you kind of have to get past that point. So it's kind of taking away the numbers, taking away the pace, going doing something that you enjoy. It's just not, it's not just about the times. It's about, you know, getting together with other people. You share something that you love. You go out and run, you know, don't look at your watch, get out there. And then naturally you'll kind of mimic some people that maybe cover the ground a little better. Um, their cadence might just be a little shorter, not overstriding and stuff like that, where you don't think about it. If you're, if you're a newer runner, um, you naturally do. So without knowing all of these abstract things and making it super complicated, running isn't a complicated thing. Kids run from, you know, they get, they walk, they start naturally running. Um, and that's kind of what I love about the sport. It's pretty primal without, I, hate, I kind of don't like that word, but it's, that's what it is. And so anybody can do it. So I don't think it should be a, a sport that's being gatekept. So it's nice. So the, those communities and those run groups, wherever you fit in, wherever you find people that are like you, um, will I think naturally make you a better runner. And that's kind of what, what I found with, with, the, with the wolf pack. I mean, I ran from the French police once, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a, that, that can be this podcast. That That's like something we see in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another story. That's a patio of beers. The beauty about it is that you've created a friendly competition within your own group. And it so happens that it's the different events and actual creating time ideas to be able to keep that going while other groups can probably do the idea of, you know, art destinations or the different bakeries. We've spoken to a group that's actually done such things like this that creates this, like, other thing apart from running. And as JG says, it's this other bit where he was trying to catch up with this individual, but they were probably using him too as friendly competition to kind of see where they are. But, you know, yeah. no one might not say it because you, you don't want to be uh, yeah. be called out. I did want to ask uh, a quick question, and this might be a little bit controversial, but uh, John, <laughs> he loves that type of stuff. There you He's go. like, let's go. He's like, let's go. <laughs> I hear controversial. I, then I hear John, and my hands are up. John, it's all yours, bud. 
But he's like, let's go. I have the spice ready. You, it's, it's like it's like having a, a rap battle. He's, he already has a bar ready. Let, let's go. Oh, yeah. When I say this, you're going to be so disappointed because it's not that much controversy. But, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Because I just sold you. Yeah, but you guys got into a little conversation, I think, with the actual wolf pack. I, first of all, I did not realize that there was a rugby team in Canada, in uh, Toronto. Oh, they're all. a big deal. They're a but big did, deal. Did you guys get like a cease and desist or something? Like, what happened there? So, I mean, look, like, ultimately, I think we all know at some point there can only be one. And when you <laughs> when you, when, when you see our ad at Wolfpack TO and you think there's, you know, this, this professional rugby team that's been absolutely you know killer super successful they've been winning all sorts of trophies you know ever since they came to toronto but then you look at the fact that five random guys like to run it's it's really a toss-up as far as you know who will who will emerge from that right who will emerge and i think the obvious answer is we will we will um and that so you know i i think at some point you know, we must have floated onto their radar. They realized, you know, there's this upstart. They want to use similar branding to us. Um, you know, they're pretty quick, not bad looking. You know, th- th- this this could be a threat to uh, the monopoly we've created on the, on the Wolfpack uh, kind of, you know, situation in Toronto. And, you know, hit us up quick with, uh, with please let us acquire your brand for you know whatever you, a, a we won't throw check. out numbers we won't throw out numbers we won't we won't throw up numbers you know N- like we NDA. don't want to do that to them but we nda um so you know they they wrote down a number on a check and and they gave it to us and we slid it across the table and we said you know we'll, we'll accept this we'll uh we'll, we'll get out of your way and then we just didn't and then we just became bigger and we um you know we uh we love the toronto wolfpack let's let's be real the toronto wolfpack we love all, all toronto sports uh, as painful as it may be, you know, we, we support the the Raptors, the TFC, the Wolfpack, the Jays, uh, the Argos, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all about just, uh, you know, promoting the, the success uh, of, of, of Toronto groups, but definitely the Toronto Wolfpack, you know, we're on their radar and, and we're not going away anytime soon. It's kind of like the rivalry we have within the club um, is the rivalry maybe we have with the Wolfpack. Toronto's a big city. There's there's room for many wolves in the city right now. There's there's two main ones, um, and we're and we're happy we're one of those two. So the Toronto Wolfpack and us have like kind of a fun a friend little uh, relationship. Paul, I um I'm not sure I believe a word that John said. <laughs> you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. This is good because all the listeners get a little taste of what the Wolfpack group chats are like. <laughs> He's good though. He's good. I He's so- literally don't believe anything. Okay, so what's the Paul? What really happened? <laughs> um, I, I I don't I didn't have him control of the DMs in that time, so I'm not quite sure. I'll, I'll, but I, I'll tell you. Okay, cool. Now it's coming. The, the real. Let, let me tell. Like confess. I'll tell you. I'll, <laughs> the truth is, um, what a lot of people thought was uh, the Wolf Pack DMing us was actually us DMing the Wolf Pack to tell them to cease and desist. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we wanted we wanted to make sure that they understood, you know, they've been put on notice. It's getting worse, right? It's um, getting worse. They didn't they didn't acknowledge that message. It's about confidence, right? Confidence. Yep. We're we're, yep. Co- we're confident Shoot your players. Shot. Shoot your shot. shot. That's right. John. Yeah. Who else has access to the DMs cuz um I, I would like to ask them. I mean, access to the DMs, I mean, that's about as self-deprecating of the, of the reality <laughs> as you could possibly get. I mean, there's no real answer that sounds worse on our part but 
Paul and Kyle and and uh, you know Alex and Dan they know they know the login information um, and uh, and and they can they can either confirm or deny that and I think they'll choose to say whatever myself and my lawyer choose to say on that particular day, Your Honor. We're gonna air that that story. That's the story we're gonna go with. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get in trouble too, eh, JG? Because no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I, I love what, I love what John said that they copied them. <laughs> it was the other way around. It's like, yeah, well, we've been here. Look, we live here. Most of the rugby players are imported, right? Oh my goodness. Let's uh, let's switch subjects quick. So there are other um, fundraisers that you've put on um, within just your own community. Uh, tell us about the most recent one for the Pride Race. Yeah, so something fun that we were kind of considering, like fi- finding out what we could kind of do, especially during COVID, to kind of interact greater with the Toronto community, um, and not just running community, but community as a whole. Um, so we kind of had this idea, although we're a small little run run group of five people, we wanted to try to fundraise a bit um, for our five by five race with the Pride and Remembrance Run um, coming up in later in June. Um, so we had an idea to make some just fun, simple Pride. Wolfpack Pride t-shirts. So we sold those and donated some money. I think we're just over 300 now. And nice. unfortunately, you can't get any more shirts because they are have been printed. And I will be picking them up later this week for people that have ordered them. You will be hearing from me via email tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just something that fun that we did. And then we also had um, some help from some local brands, um, namely Lululemon, um, helped us out a lot supplying some, some t-shirts that we could get more funds and, and donated those. So that's just something fun that we, we did. And, you know, we're excited to run the race now and kind of um, run against all the other teams and stuff like that. That's super awesome because it's the same bit we keep harping on community, but it, you made it beyond just running. And to every other crew that hasn't tried something like this, regardless of how small or large you are, you can do just smaller approach. So we do always go to the typical larger fundraisers but there are smaller community, actual, um, what do you say, no, like a, a not-for-profit that would require some help. And that makes it that much more interesting because you've seen a, a space that have a need and then you've worked together to fill that with the same, you know, we talk about fun running and training and everything else. And you took that in order to raise money. So that's the exciting part of beyond just getting together as a group. So I really exactly. appreciate it. And I mean, we're, we're a small, we're, we're five people with a couple hundred on Instagram um, that follow us around Toronto. Now uh, the UK, because of our virtual run, which is kind of an odd thing that we're all getting used to, but it was just something that it could have been easy to say, no, we're not going to try because it could fail. But I, I know myself and the, and the other guys on the team are pretty proud um, of the 300 and change that we're going to donate. And it was just something that, something little, but something that's, you know, been fulfilling for us. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited about it. I think it's amazing. I think that you thought to do that, to give back. And sometimes people can look at your Instagram and think, oh, it's all fun jokes. It's about them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, there's a totally different side to this, right? And a side of it is like, you know what? We like to have fun. We like to kind of maybe rib each other a little bit. But there's another side. It's like, you guys are from the community. The black toe, black toe like, is a part of a huge part of the community. So I imagine that a lot of kind of what they do in a community like is kind of part of your upbringing, you know, being with that crew. And now here you are, like just bringing that your own spin on it. And now you're giving back as well. So that's a, that's a whole other layer to you guys that I think is extraordinary. And I really love. So I appreciate that. 
And I mean, yeah, we're, we're excited to see, especially as, as the world starts to open up with more races and more things that we can possibly do outside and with the community, we can kind of engage in different ways as well. But that was just one thing that we kind of did recently and something that we're, we're spitballing um, other ideas, how we can kind of further engage and further kind of give back to the community that gave to us. Yeah, that was the next question there. If you had more planned without giving away too much. Again, it's not a secret if you're planning something, but I really, really, really uh, think that after the success of this, which I believe it's successful, you're yeah. able to then see the formula and then apply it again. No, yeah, for sure. And we're, it's, it's difficult because we, we haven't really seen each other in a while. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot of this stuff, um, over the internet, DMs here and DMs there. And as you kind of got an insight to, um, our, our DMs on the group chat, it can go serious and talking about, you know, times and different things that we might want to do, but trying to get five people to coordinate anything over a group chat is difficult. So it's kind of a thing that when you're, when you're going for some easy runs, maybe a little tempo, if I'm allowed to talk during them, um, we can, we can chat about some other things that we want to do in the future, but there will be more plans. Um, and I'm, ex I'm excited for it. Yeah, man, you made it your own. So what's next? What comes next for Wolfpack, for running goals and everything uh, associated with your team? The most kind of immediate thing we, we've got is the Pride Run, which we're super fired up for. Uh, we've got all, all five of us, uh, you know, even even the injured ones <laughs> participating in this, just because, like Paul said, you know, we've we've managed to kind of um, put together a, a small way to, to kind of try to contribute back to the event. It's been so great just to see everybody uh, getting excited about this and we're really uh, fired up for, for next week when we're all going to run a hard 5K and, and have a lot of fun. And it sounds like the event's got a lot planned for, uh, for that day as well, even as a virtual event. So, so that's, you know, that's first and foremost. And then as, as things start to open up, uh, you know, we, we want to be a part of, the, we want to create our own events, sure. But I think we just want to be a, a part of so many events uh, that are already kind of in the, in the works. And, you know, you guys do such a great job of highlighting kind of all the different groups and all the different events that are taking place and find one that we won't say yes to. You know, I challenge you, like we, we are so ready to, to jump into whatever, whatever's going on in the Toronto run community. Uh, you know, whether it's a, a beer mile, a marathon or something weird in between, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're really excited to, to just be a part and participate in whatever is, is happening. Um, you know, I'll say a couple of things that we've, we've been able to be a part of, uh, you know, things like the ISO race, which we mentioned, uh, the A6 Ekadin, which is awesome, and is the reason that I've got a Stanley Cup uh, in the, in the background of my uh, of my, uh, my my video right now is uh, the Ekadin, uh, you know, relay, which we'll definitely do again. The uh, Speedwork uh, relay, which is something that we did over a 12-hour uh, stretch of as much distance as you can cover. Uh, TSP Speed Project, you know, DIY, where I think we're planning to be involved in that in some capacity, and. Uh, and and Dan, uh, shout out to Dan Bagley on our uh, Wolfpack, who's who's managed to log a fifteen hundred day plus run streak, uh, even while fighting a debilitating injury. Is uh, speaks to the the heart of our our captain. He's really the John Tavares of this uh, this operation, <laughs> and we like to. Uh, it's a slight hamstring. It's all good. He's 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 in he's in good health. Okay, yeah, we, we were worried for a little bit there because regardless, it will just get worse, right? But um, you said uh, uh, there was a key word that I put, derived from that is the participate because we all talk about, oh, we want to host the event or do these different things. But if we don't participate in other communities and other community events, then we shouldn't be talking about 
us not being a community as runners or us not doing enough in Canada to bring the sport onto a more fun level or even a higher level to be recognized more. But we have to show up and participate to, you know, the Black Longs Ekiden, the different other crews actual yeah. event regardless if it's an elite event or not you know uh barring if you have training and if you don't want to get injured that type of stuff but just really participating you know on the north side south side east side any part of, of toronto even just you know one person from the crew and that that's always lend well to meeting people from the same community we're talking about so i urge everyone to participate so i really uh, i'm happy you did mention that because you don't just want to say hey look at me i'm wolfpack but no. you go to the events and i mean it's something that we touched on um before is that kind of saying yes trying to build up others yep and in doing so participating it's easy as runners to kind of go ah oh, i would rather just go for my long run that sunday or whether right it's, it's easy to say no but it's about kind of saying yes more often and I think I'm, I'm one of those that would rather just get the training in um, and maybe not testing yourself as much or going out and kind of changing your routine. You know, I think as runners, we all are kind of routine based. We go for a run on these times. We go this route. Maybe we'll switch it up and go this other route. Um, but I think it's about building up others, saying yes, um, and just trying to get into the, the unknown a little more. And, and I think that's when you get the most out of running and also the community that's here in Toronto because it's something, it's something special. And I mean, Canada and, and further, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. this is amazing. Gentlemen, this has been an extraordinary conversation. I just want to, like, if I could, my own contribution to, to Wolfpack real quick. I have an idea. So a few years ago, a song came out that I was, it was my guilty pleasure song. And ah. uh, every, every time I sang this song, my son would say, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> it's annoying. Shut up. And I thought it would be absolutely perfect if we can uh, maybe maybe get that going for you guys. So it's uh, from one Selena Gomez and oh, Marshmallow. Oh, here we go. It's called Wolves. And the chorus is, I've been running through the jungle. I've been running with the wolves to get to you. Please, if we can maybe get that going somewhere. For the wolf you know, just you know, it's it's a miracle that hasn't worked its way in already. I, I think, I, you know, that that might be uh, one of the greatest missed opportunities. Uh, you know, Paul, I don't know what you think. I mean, I I'll I'll throw myself under the bus here, but before um, I think it would have been that half marathon that we ran virtually um, maybe a month or a month and a half, two months ago. Um, but on the Wolfpack Instagram, we did share that my pregame pre-run song was a Taylor Swift song. So I think for me, maybe I will personally accept that as maybe my Wolfpack anthem um, and incorporate that into uh, some uh, deep uh, therapy sessions and kind of some visualization before the run. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will happen for sure. And, and um, on a lighter note, who do you think we should speak to next? It's a good question. You guys, you guys have, you know, really done a great job, not only profiling, you know, elite runners, but also people from the community, just average Joes like us um, that have done, uh, you know, a lot of uh, fun things. But, uh, but you know, I, I mean, um, you know, definitely we're, we're, you know, privileged to be able to spend a lot of time with runners from, uh, from the Black Toe community. Um, obviously, uh, we mentioned Tyler Hamilton's our our, uh, one of our coaches and him and Mark Angus ran that amazing 227 uh, yep. marathon in Berlin. And, and uh, 
together and, and yeah. uh, proved once and for all that running's a team sport. So I think, you know, the two of them are, are really, uh, you know, phenomenal stories in terms of kind of the, their backgrounds and where they come from in running. You know, I, I love the episode you guys did um, a couple episodes ago on, on the, the Pride event. I think, you know, continuing to profile uh, event directors and race directors, especially ones that are promoting a particular cause and kind of using running as their platform for uh, communicating, you know, the messages that we, uh, we're, we're all trying to convey ourselves. I think that's that's a great uh, a great place to start as well, Paul. I, I echo the same thoughts. And, and guys, if, uh, thanks so much for having us on. I mean, John and I have had a blast. I'm sure some of the other Wolfpack will have fun listening. And then also everybody else that got to got a little insight into our kind of crazy ways. But I mean, I don't know what main takeaways you want to take from it, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. I was happy to be here. And, I, and I'm hoping to come back soon. Um, and maybe we'll bring the Katie pool as well. Can't wait. With that being said, this is the longest tried podcast. Peace. <laughs>